Hello, my name's Patrick, and I'm a Scream Queen. I'm a Scream Queen. And so are you! My beautiful screamers, and welcome to another episode of Scream Queens, the podcast where horror gets bent. This is episode 145, and tonight we're doing a crossover episode. You know, like the good old days in the 1970s where, you know, Phyllis Diller or Mama Cass could pop up on Scooby-Doo or Scooby-Doo and the gang could pop up in a deep throat video, whatever, anything was possible. Well, that's what we're doing tonight without the deep throating, unfortunately, because uh, there's a brand new podcast out there called the Black Anis Podcast. That's anise, not the other word. Black Anis. It's like a ghost thing in the UK or something. Please get your mind out of the gutter. God. Anyway, they did a really cool Halloween special, and I was a guest on it, as was the incredibly luscious Johnny Krug. And we talked about Night of the Demons from 1988, which is one of my favorite cheesy horror films. And I know it's one of yours, too. So... We're going to be playing that, because I have to say, this is what's been going on here. Okay, Brad moved out at the beginning of the month, and that's been, you know, I mean, he's almost all out. Most of his stuff is is gone. Some things are still happening, but life here is in complete chaos, complete and utter disarray. It's not just disarray, it's dataray and it's deuteray, too. It's out of control, and I'm just trying to put things together, make some kind of sense out of the shambles, and it's going to take a while. And I don't want you guys to suffer any more than you already have, for the love of God. How you get through the day without having me in your ear holes is beyond me, but that's not the point right now. The point is, at this point, I mean, I, I mean, I have lost all my files from the old shows. I mean, the sound effects files. I'm scraping to pull stuff from old shows. You know, I don't know what I'm going to do. And I, at this point, I have no way to upload the show to the internet as I'm recording this. Because I don't know how to configure this sort of nonsense. I'm going to have to have Brad come over and be like, I don't know how to do this. And he'll be like, oh, blah, 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 and he goes, he'll fart. He'll be like, oh, all right, I'll do that for you. But, you know, you got to take care of Sebastian while I go see my parents in Atlanta for holidays. I'm like, all right, I'll do that. Yeah, it's sad Sebastian's gone, too. He went to live with Bradford. But, you know, Smoochie is here, and she's fabulous, and her health has been incredibly improving. She's been on antibiotics, so she's not all hissy crazy anymore. Although they had to shave her back, and now she's... It, it, like, I got a shave pussy. It's hot. Shave black pussy to go with my black anise. What am I talking about? I have no idea. Anyway, enough of my babbling. Let's take a listen to the segment of the Black Anise All-Star Halloween episode starring me and Johnny Krug, as well as Ben and Misty Merchant. We're going to start that nonsense right about now. In a goosey fixation ecstasy Lying cross-checked in agony <laughs> Stick for to bleed continuously Holding hands and feet and feet for me Stigmata, oh you sorry Side stigmata in your splintered life. Look to your crimson orifice in holy remembrance in sky. 
to welcome Patrick from Scream Queens. Little known little known fact about Patrick, he actually not only is an amazing actor, but also at one time totally banged the Red Power Ranger. Twice. That is <laughs> so cried. hot. It, it wasn't just a suit that was red when I was done with him. What? what did that even mean? Why, why are you just throwing shit at me? What is, nobody said this was improv night. Okay. Hi, everybody. And uh, Johnny Krug from Kruger Nation Horror Podcast, who not only was once a groupie for the White Stripes, but also the original inventor of the mankini. That's partially true. I also uh, used to bang Meg, Meg White <laughs> back before she had Jack Black's VD. <laughs> or Jack White, Jack, not Jack Black. Well, she might have Jack Black's too. Who knows? <laughs> Man, all these colors following names. It says we're here. Could I just say how good he was? And I still know what you did last summer. He was the best part of that. No, he wasn't. It was terrible. <laughs> the terrible. white Jamaican terrible. guy. Uh huh. <laughs> he was so good. He's like, please take my name off this movie. <laughs> There's a lot of random people in that movie because I'm pretty sure one of the dock hands at the beginning, is someone too. That is what I consider the quintessential this one bitch movie. <laughs> For those of you who don't know what the this one bitch genre of movies is, it's something I discovered. I invented. It's my thing. It's one of those movies where everything that happens. All the bad stuff happens. Happens because of something that this one bitch did. God. <laughs> and ever since you invented that concept, I cannot watch a movie without pointing out this one bitch. All the bad decisions that get everybody killed as the movie goes along usually come from this one bitch. And everybody dies except this one bitch. <laughs> <laughs> I like that. It's the, it's the king of them. I, I think Night of the Demons is the opposite of that. <laughs> Yeah, 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 yeah. We've had to purposely, I've had to purposely force myself not to say this one bitch during our reviews. Because oh, you by all it. means, popularize it. Just drop my name or I will sue the living shit out of you. Because <laughs> that's what Americans do. All right. Uh, check out the trailer. This is Night of the Demons, which you really should have seen by now. A full moon. A spooky, deserted mansion. Halloween night. All right, dudes! And it does. Let's party! Ten kids. All they want to do is raise a little hell. Now, as long as they live, they'll wonder what's gotten into them. Night of the Demons. Stick my 
Blessed be the sinners, for the day of atonement is at hand. I'm looking at me. <laughs> and Angela. Hi, and well, I'd like to welcome Angela to the show. Nice to be here. <laughs> Night of the Demons. Here we have one of my favorite all-time Halloween movies ever made. Mm-hmm. I love this fucking movie. Spoilers. It's going to get a get a good hatchet rating. Okay, so are we done? Do we not have to talk about it then? No, we totally have to still. <laughs> okay. Just and they all died. Good night, everybody. Yes. They no, didn't I, all I, die. I like, I, what I love about this movie, it's one of the last gasps of the genre, this type of movie that they do not make anymore. This kind of feel, this kind of spirit, this kind of naughty fun to it with practical effects and like low-budget sleaziness just does not happen now. No, not at all. It's one of the few movies from this time period also where the black man lives to the very end. Spoiler, yeah. Yes. Yes, he does. And right, speaks he's properly. Uh, he's mm. not. He's not. It's. I mean, especially in the eighties, you got a lot of this sort of where they walk with the limp and and sort of, I guess, eighties version of acting ghetto. Yeah, I got it. Um, yeah. And he he doesn't act that way at all in this movie, which I loved. He's just. It's not the black character. You reminded you know. me of Carlton. You're so not Carlton. <laughs> Who's Carlton? For, he's talking about Fresh Prince of Bel Air. Oh, so that was, no, that wasn't me. I was I was too cool for, for Fresh Prince when that was out. I was in what? high school, college. I was like, I'm not watching that shit. <laughs> he just dressed like Fresh Prince. I'm gonna I'm gonna shut up. I did not. <laughs> <laughs> and now I see Patrick up. with that sweet fade. Uh-huh. <laughs> 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 yeah. Okay, I would break that. Get the get the cardboard out and break oh, God, dance. Yeah. Tom Jones. It's not unusual. Hey, yeah. <laughs> be popping and locking. You know that, one thing I love about this movie that, like, hands down, that, that just every time. And the reason I think this movie works so well is the ensemble cast. Oh yeah, fucking Kathy Podwell. Even though she didn't do a whole lot besides this, she's perfect as the lead girl in this movie. Oh yeah. Um, the thing is, I did not like her at first. Like, her acting is not good. It's stale. Very stale. Like her line readings are very much line readings. I'm trying to think. My mom and her cereal box recipe. Yeah. Just very messy. But it works towards the end of the movie. Like, she turns it on when shit goes down. Yeah. <laughs> There's so many times in this movie where I quote just her, like, the part where he's, she's like, the only girl I know is Angela, the creepy girl in class. And Jay's like, well, and she's like, Jay. Jay. Oh, God. <laughs> yeah, she does that a lot. Jay. But, there's a lot of good people. Like they have the guy who plays Jay's from Heather's, and then the Asian girls from Sleepaway Camp Three. And, I love my dead Jay song. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> him and the guy from Summer School get killed out in the woods. Yeah, different yeah. movie, but still awesome. Yeah, same thing. Awesome movie. Yeah, and what I like about this movie, even though the characters are pretty much all obnoxious. Yeah. 
They're likable, obnoxious. They are. Yeah. Like, which it, is a really hard thing to pull off. Very. It's much almost said. impossible these days. Well, I think the thing that it was, what these, what if I want to get all critical about things, like a lot of times you see movies like I'm going to use Unfriended. You had five <laughs> friends in that movie who did not seem to like each other. Yeah, they were all obnoxious and nobody liked each other. So why are you hanging out? Well, the friend is these people all did like that too. Yeah, <laughs> they, these people all seem to like each other. They Despite, seem to like each other, but they don't seem to know each other all that well. Yeah, like, well, they're all the misfits yeah. that had nothing that could that didn't have dates for the fucking dance. Yeah, yeah, or too cool for it, or probably were expelled from school or something. There was it's kind of like that movie Dance of the Dead. With the zombies, you know, with the prom, yeah. where it's not it's not about the people at the prom, it's about the losers who couldn't get dates for the prom, who have to save the prom. So, yeah. I love that movie. <laughs> but we're not talking about that movie. No, I love the cast. I think it's a great cast. And I think what really sets the tone, I love the opening credits. Oh, my oh, God. That, that animation is amazing. It's a total ripoff of Fantasia. <laughs> not on Ball, Ball Mountain, but still, it works. And I love the electronic score in this movie. I'm not a big fan of Tevin Kenny's music all the way around, but this score completely works. Uh, yes, did you his brother, Dennis Tenney, the one that did the score? Oh, whoever. He's... They're all the same to me. <laughs> <laughs> I actually, I'm a pretty big fan of his uh, scores, usually, because they're always... I mean, he's done a lot of big stuff recently, but back then it was a lot of this, like, that really overly, like... Uh, dub synth kind of uh, yeah what the- yeah and sometimes that works for me and sometimes it doesn't like I love it here and I love his work on Chopping Mall oh I forgot he did that one yeah I think the music in that is fantastic and I think it's great here as well plus he also did all the uh, the actual songs with lyrics and stuff in this movie too besides the Bauhaus song what songs with lyrics oh uh, oh yeah there's <laughs> the, one, the one where Lene quickly the love song uh-huh. there's the there's a computer date there's the love song and then, uh, I was ba- lay for my computer date. that's right. Okay, yeah, all right. Yeah. <laughs> hey, they just released the soundtrack last month, did they on CD and vinyl? Yep, and it's wow. actually restored, remastered, and uh, makes you horny every time you listen. But yeah, and of course, Linnea Quigley, who's always a treat. Oh, yeah, for someone who can't act at all, <laughs> she's delightful. But what I think it's funny, you know, how Marilyn Monroe, her voice influenced the way women spoke in movies for generations. Yeah. I see in horror movies to this day when a girl is supposed to play sexy, like the <laughs> sexy girl, all of her lines get delivered like Linnea quickly, like every word has to sound like I'm rubbing one out. <laughs> you know, I don't um... want to be late for the boys. <laughs> oh, God. That's... <laughs> that, that's one thing I like about this movie too is there. We were talking about the way lines are delivered, like with Kathy Podwell and stuff. There's the line in this movie that um, it, it, I would say at least once a week, my girlfriend or, or I will say to one another, where she'll say something like, "What do you want for dinner?" And I'll be like, "For tonight, anyway." Oh, <laughs> like, God, I want to eat a bowl of fuck. <laughs> uh, there's a YouTube tutorial video on eating a bowl of fuck and how to make a bowl of fuck for a party. That's got to be an Oriental dish. <laughs> and you can get it in Phuket. <laughs> Your Patrick was actually talking about the characters now. They're likable, but I'm not just. I think that's one thing I've heard in a lot of uh, reviews in the past is people say Stooge is such an asshole, but I'm like he's still likable even though he's an asshole. I would rather. Yeah, he's my favorite character. I know. I would rather I hang him. out with Stooge than fucking Jay any day. Jay's the only character that I distinctly couldn't stand and he's wanted to die. Everyone else, I was, you know, I could see myself hanging out with these people. Yeah, you know? he's horrid and like 
a date rapist. So yeah, yeah. that. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Date but all the rest cool. seem pretty cool. And they're all right. I can well, he, I mean, Kathy Potterwell was not a demon. He was totally going to take her in the, really, who wants to have sex in the most unsexy, dirty ass place <laughs> in the world? That whole place is gross. You're going to get fungus in your in parts, in your, your, your inside Patrick, parts. I'm so I'm going to say right that. now that if I were in that place with any of those four women, I would definitely throw down somewhere. Why? <laughs> <laughs> anyway. I guess this girl's got some class over here. I'm just like, no, not my back alley, maybe. Just turn the lights off so I can't say anything, and I won't notice that there are rats everywhere. But you know, that's fine. Unless that there weren't, actually... unless the rats are probably scared of the place. If too. you're having sex standing up and you're not touching the dirty floor, so you're fine. Good point. Good point. Good point. You know, I thought the uh, the most effeminate character in this entire movie, like. Like even over the women was uh, Roger. I like th- he was the one character in this movie. It's like I think they let a gay black man live. <laughs> like that's yeah. a double. That's, yeah. that's a double win. Well, you know, was I was going to chime in. He didn't have a date. Well, he see, was I the thought... third wheel. Yeah, uh-huh. That's another thing too. Is is a stooge in this movie? I mean, think of the lines he says and how in today's movies the way it would be delivered. There's the line where she freaks out after seeing the demon in the mirror, and he's like, "God, you can't take this bitch anywhere." Yeah. <laughs> and like. It's such a vile line, but it's funny too. Yeah, he, he always is like calling her a bitch. He's like, "Shut up, bitch!" Or everything. <laughs> <laughs> Start walking, bitch. It's terrible. Oh, but, but something about the way he says it. It doesn't yeah. seem. I don't know. I mean, obviously, it's not nice or anything, but it doesn't seem <laughs> as malicious as yeah. it would be he, coming from anyone else. If you know what I mean, like it seems. He's awful to everybody. Yeah. yeah. But, it's but just in that him. in that I want to be a bully kind of way, like look at my hair. I'm trying way too hard. Yes, to fit this <laughs> I role. I am the biggest teenage nerd, and uh, he has some sensitive sides. Like when he doesn't, like when Linnea Quigley locks herself in the bathroom, he's like, "Well, I just thought we could go in uh, together." <laughs> Which <laughs> <laughs> can we talk about her little brother? Oh Christ, the pervy what brother. Booby sis. Oh. Nice boobs, sis. And hey, hey, this is one of those rare movies where the, the, you get to see some ass and boobies on your Survivor girl. Yeah. Before anything happens. I'm like, that girl's dead. <laughs> do you think those nipples were hers through the bra, or do you think it was fake? I don't know, because it's weird, because there was clearly a kid on set. I don't know. That's what I was thinking. Yeah, that's what I was kind of going that way, too, with that. I mean, unless he's a midget with horrible habits. Yeah, they say in mother, the 80s, they were a bit more... Bit more He's laid back about that sort of thing, weren't yeah. they? You think I'd sell my sister out for a quarter? <laughs> it's a dollar. <laughs> He's like, "What is this? Some depression?" <laughs> you know, another thing too about this movie is is another character that has had actually Italian a pretty much. exactly Sal. <sighs> he, Sal has had a huge career. I mean, he's been on. He's pretty much been in every movie or show where they've needed your typical Italian stereotype guy. Yeah. And uh, he, in this movie, he sticks out like a sore thumb just because they're all completely different from one another but he's like yo so go go with your sister you little fucker <laughs> he doesn't seem like he's in LA no well he might have just moved there and that's why nobody likes him yeah he moved He moved there from the Bronx yeah and they brought their furniture with the nice plastic slip covers which I, <laughs> I used to have to in that. my house and they are the worst because in the summer and you wear shorts you stick to them I hate those things <laughs> and then when, like, when, you, when you stand up it makes that noise like it's gross. It's gross. <laughs> I love that part. That's, there's so many clever lines in this movie where she's, I mean, and I know they're played up for comedy and they have to be 
whenever she's like, you are home, Sally. He's like, no, this ain't my home. My home's a place with nice plastic slip covers on the furniture. I live in a nice house. Yeah, yeah. But that's what, this is one of those horror, horror comedies that work. Oh, absolutely. It's and such a actually... hard thing to pull off. It's life and death, and everybody's playing life and death, and maybe they say things that are funny in the moment, but that's not what's going on, because like I got to say, cooties, a lot of it works, and a lot of it's like, why why are you having a joke fest right now? Yeah. Well, and in it's... both of those movies, you can see Linnea Quigley's gaunch, so. <laughs> <laughs> gaunch? Writing that one down. <laughs> yeah, I love I do enjoy the whole scene at the beginning. It's long. It's a long intro at the house with uh, what's her name? Uh, it's what's her name? Judy. Judy's mom and her creepy brother and the date coming and the poodle. The sun dried poodle turds. <laughs> mom is really mom is really hurt by that. She's genuinely hurt by his comment about her sun dried poodle turds. <laughs> My mom and her cereal box recipes. Every line she says through the whole movie, it sounds like she's wide-eyed. Uh-huh. Well, yeah, as well as she should. I just, I love it, too, when you first see the house, Hill House, totally a miniature model. (laughs) Isn't there a shot of of, uh, Hill House also where it's, like, animated? It's like a drawing with a, like green screen background on it yeah. yeah it's like a matte painting with with a miniature in front of it it's really silly looking but i don't care because yeah. that's that totally works with this low budget kind of nonsense to misty because it just reminded me of the rocky horror picture show where they at the end the yeah <laughs> yes. that's one thing one thing about this movie that i think is, is totally awesome is that we're talking about it in 2015 the movie was made in 88 but if you listen to a lot of the background and stuff, this movie went through hell to be made. I mean, they they lost tons of funding on it. Like, they were shooting this in, like, the worst part of Los Angeles. Like, there were gunshots going off the whole time they were shooting it and shit. I when you think about guys that, were pissed. I thought that was a nice bit of LA. <laughs> <laughs> no. I mean, so I think it honestly worked out in their favor that this movie is it, – that it, the cinematography turned out really well, considering – yeah. And, uh, yeah, I remember when it was in the theaters. Another thing about this, uh, Steve Johnson did special effects on this. He worked on uh, Nightmare on Elm Street 4, tons yeah. of other big projects. The dude is pretty prolific, and uh, he actually, for a while, was married to Linnea Quigley, which is weird because he's the biggest fucking dork on the planet. Women, women <laughs> but, love big dorks. They do. <laughs> Are you talking about, they like, do. wolf dorks? or <laughs> No. No, 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 no. I know what we're talking about here. <laughs> no, but uh, I mean, yeah, the, uh, his effects on this are amazing. I mean, even though now, especially in high definition, you can be like, okay, well, I see how they did that. It still looks great. It looks amazing. It still looks great. Well, the thing is what I think is fantastic. The demon face makeup is fantastic. And not only is everybody's face different, the faces change throughout the movie. Too. Yeah, Linnea they get worse. has got about four different faces. Progressively get worse. They Some do, them, yeah. They get, they get more demonic as it goes on. Well, you know what's funny to me? Is, is that when you listen to the commentary, that whole scene where she's a demon, and then she uh-huh. goes, she goes to the door, and she's like, uh, like see Judy run, run Judy run, that whole thing. Yeah, uh-huh. that whole thing was shot as a complete accident because I guess they didn't have enough time to put her in makeup and stuff. So like, let's just shoot it like this and <laughs> splice it in, <laughs> and it works out that, even better that she can shape shift that fast. That's my favorite part of the movie. Run Judy run, see Judy run. And then it cuts to the hallway with what's her name, Judy, Judy. And there's the shadow of her that's clearly a cutout, but it looks human. But the angles are all fucked up and wrong. Like there's something really wrong about the shadow. And then there's all the doors slamming, which is fantastic. I love that. You know, another thing about this movie that makes it one of the quintessential Halloween movies. And it's 
and I, I can't think of another movie that even does this, is this movie has that old urban legend of the old man putting the blades in your, your candy yes. and your, your apples and, and, and wanting to kill all the kids because he's such a grumpy old piece of shit. And they bring him in at the beginning of the movie. And even he's even he even calls Judy a slut. He's like, you little slut, yeah. get the fuck out of my face. Yeah, she's like <laughs> trying to help him up. And well, help fine. Him. I wouldn't want to help an old creep like you anyway. <laughs> Can we just have a Johnny Krug and Patrick reenactment of the entire movie at, <laughs> at some point? Because that would just be amazing. I'll be Judy. <laughs> I'll be Judy okay. and Angela in demon voice. Okay, good for you. Good for you. And one of the things I love is it's like which I noticed this time watching around how much of this movie is about Linnea Quigley's ass. That's how we are introduced to her in this movie. You think her ass was cold because she uses that fire pretty I don't she know, spent pretty so logically. Much time with her ass in that fireplace. I was genuinely afraid that if she farted she would have blown up the house before anything happened. <laughs> <laughs> I think you broke Could you John. imagine at the end of the movie whenever they're getting that they're getting that uh that part the fireplace <laughs> and Anne Lynette quickly turns around and they just blow the fire at it. <laughs> oh uh, I would have died. I've always I've found that, that whole trope with the black guy being first to die to be only half true. Because what I find in a lot of movies too is that they'll be the last to die and they die sacrificing themselves for a white girl. <laughs> yes. <laughs> That happens that, way too often. That happens a lot. I'm thinking <laughs> Alien 3. I'm thinking lots and lots of things. Whenever there's a white guy sacrificing himself for a black woman. Okay, we're not talking about that. That is not a horror movie. What <laughs> kind of it is, but it's not. I'm just being stupid. <laughs> Why don't you go back to sleep, Johnny Krug? Anyway, <laughs> so I was kind of expecting, I was halfway, I'm like, okay, we got the total quintessential white girl. Roger's totally dying for her. Yeah, and they set and it up it, for it, too. They set it up so well in the whole furnace room area when it's just yeah. those two and they they've bolted the doors so that you I'm, know all that all their I'm, demonic friends can get in and you I, really I'm, expect I'm, it i'm climbing over the wall and climbing over the wall yeah and yeah, yeah. that scene that fan. whole end scene is fantastic he saves her right yeah yeah he saves her he does save her but he doesn't die in the process i live uh, the next day though when they're walking home and that like, guy is so that's so pissed here. off like they're walking home and they look just they're covered in blood and bile and shit and the guy's just like yeah, dragging himself <laughs> home after being sexy or perverts all night. <laughs> That's the only way they'll get what they deserve. If, if they tonight. ended up killing him, that whole scene with there's something about when I just the, the whole disappearing gate. I love, I love that, and I just love that the whole end scene from the time she gets found. When she's because she's locked in the the autopsy room, which they couldn't get in. Demonic freaking yeah. the, the demonic <laughs> ones that already turned couldn't get in that door. Well, they just left her in there. Yeah, there's a demonic doorman. Yes, clearly, who opens all the hit the button, bang, 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 all the doors closed. But yeah, so when they finally pull her out and Angela's right there in the hallway, she has been locked up the whole movie. She has no idea what the fuck <laughs> is going on, and she just hits the ground. Which is exactly what I would have done. People are like, bitch, just fell over. I'm like, no, 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 no. She has no idea what's going on. She's been in there all night playing with herself. <laughs> I did feel like Sal, Sal, <laughs> Sal was a fighter in this movie, and I feel like his death is kind of a cop-out, and I've always felt that way, even though I just feel like him getting pushed off the roof onto a, like a, a stake is kind of like, well, he would have fought pretty hard against that. Yeah. The dude, I mean, the whole movie was kind of, I don't know, he was kind of bowls out trying to like 
defeat the demons. Well, I mean, he did die saving them, didn't he? Yeah. I mean, so and and not only that, but the demons were everywhere. He was one I tagged to be one of the survivors when I first watched it. Oh, me too. Yeah. They should have brought the brother. Oh. The brother should have come to the house. I was say, no, no, because he, he had Oh, mother. Home. Shut up. <laughs> uh, I brought you guys the poodle turds. Uh, oh, no, he couldn't have survived because he had shrink wrap furniture. Well, he couldn't have survived because he was an asshole at the beginning. Yeah. Anybody that's an asshole at the beginning usually dies. Usually, mm. not always, but usually. I, lo- I love Angela being Walder- like when she's floating down the hallway. It's clearly she's on a roller dolly, but I don't care. I love it. It's fantastic. I like to pretend she's on a skateboard. Too, in the other <laughs> Her arm movement, love it. Oh, oh, this is the thing I got from this time too. There's a certain point where she's running around, where Judy's running around the end, and she's running face to face into demons several times. And I noticed this time they all, when she, whenever she runs into them, they look at her and basically just belch in her face like. Bleh! <laughs> <laughs> I love that bit. This is him, especially. <laughs> Every single time. You know they got crypt breath. That's some nasty breath. Oh, God, yeah. Nasty. Well, there's one scene where she rounds a corner and uh, Suzanne, Lene Quigley's character, is actually, she just does that whole belch face, but she's got like all the yellow herps around her mouth and stuff. The yellow herps <laughs> around her mouth and her teeth come out of her, of her mouth, which is really oh, a yeah. fucked Was up that effect. when they forgot to put the makeup on? <laughs> You're horrible. Oh, poor Linnea. You're mm. you're such a dick. Mm. So you would die in a horror movie. <laughs> I think we all I think we all know that Patrick would be the in survivor. He'd be the he'd be the final girl. Oh no, I, know I wouldn't survive. No no no, I'd be the guy. I'd be the smart one who'd get everybody else to the last reel, <laughs> and someone else being an asshole would get me killed. That's exactly oh, yeah. what would happen. Yeah yeah. yeah. Well, so, so I'll I'll get Patrick Wait, no. Right. <laughs> I honestly think I'd be in that coffin with that Asian girl. <laughs> I don't know. Johnny, I don't bend that way. You know what's funny, though, is is after the possessed version of Stooge walks up and slams his arm in the casket. Uh, how did he die? The arm becomes immediately possessed within seconds. It's yeah, like but, flying across the room. And But why did it kill him? I don't you know. Let out. Maybe, maybe <laughs> shock. let out. You could die of shock and you bleed out. That's major yeah. arteries there. Asian vagina. Best, yeah. Asian vagina. Dead, when you have a dead Asian girl on top of you, you are dead. <laughs> They're at least dead. a toxin. <laughs> oh, well, it's like, ring. you know, it's like every Asian horror movie, the hair just starts growing and it will strangle you. <laughs> That's every Asian horror movie ever has some shit with hair coming out of something. Uh, yeah, I love the set design for the house, too. Oh, it's beautiful. The lighting, the lighting, yeah. everything. It's just a oh, fantastic yeah. set. And the, when you're inside, it seems huge, and you cannot figure out the layout of the place. No, no. But sometimes but, when you watch a movie, you can kind of figure out where you need to go. This house is a fucking maze. And it was, it was the way that they shot the outside of it as well. It didn't, because a lot of these movies, you know, the outside of the house, it's like, okay, it looks like a big house, but when they go inside, it's ridiculous. You're just like, there's no way that fits in that. Yeah. But this yeah, yeah. looked, <laughs> it looked like, you know. <laughs> <laughs> the right size interior for the yeah. outside. I don't yeah. know. It's a pet peeve that bothers me. <laughs> I get it because it, it's not the TARDIS. I had to bring up the lipstick scene. Can I tell you? I watched that. I watched this for the first time at a party. It was a Halloween party at my house in high school. I rented it unseen and everybody was watching it. We we round that 150 <laughs> times. We called people up who weren't at the party to come in and watch it. And she's like, just sit down, 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 just sit down. Just sit down. And they'd be like, okay, uh huh, breast, uh huh, oh, uh-huh. oh, 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 oh. Okay. And then they'd have to call somebody. We were there like till four o'clock in the morning before we saw the end of the movie. 
<laughs> same thing <laughs> happened in college. I rented it, and my roommate had the same reaction. Eventually, I had three priests in my room. We're like, okay, uh-huh, uh-huh. Uh, oh, oh. <laughs> <laughs> you, you know what's really great about this scene, though, is you watch her do this. The whole scene's very hypnotic with her, like, swirling the lipstick around her boob, around her nipple, pushing it in. And then within I was saying within seconds after she actually does this, Jay walks in and she's normal. Like yeah. there's no he has no idea that she is like completely gone at that point. So I can't so, get my face right. Well, she's not completely normal. Yeah. <laughs> Let's take all over her face. Still do not like ICP. <laughs> I, I like the hard, I like the heart on her face though. Uh-huh. Like that lipstick heart she had. And Jay Johnny Cruz enjoys like, I'll sticking tap his it anyway. Crazy. I'll hit that shit anyway. I don't I, care. I really would. <laughs> I feel like dirty bathroom old housewoman with herpes. I, I don't know. It, it seems pretty legit. It's like, Stu, do you want to watch? Okay, that's fine. <laughs> I, I like when you see her again after she's already taken Jay out as well. Oh, and she sounds just hammered. You guys want to have an orgy? I think we could get him out again. <laughs> uh, uh, love I love, I love, I love those incidental lines too because they're not jokes. Yes, they're funny, but they're not jokes. For instance, one of my favorite shock scenes is, "Oh, there you are! I was just warming my hands in the fire." <laughs> that was another one that stopped the movie. People were like, "What is she doing?" <laughs> you know, the the impressive thing though is, I mean, I, and I know nowadays it's a lot safer to work on these kind of movies, but Back then, it wasn't the safest, and uh, yeah. she actually did that herself. She actually put that like that gel on her hands and yeah. set her hands on fire. Um, so, pretty cool. Amelia Kincaid's a trooper, man. She like she's in all the sequels, and I think she's just she? as great in the sequels. Yeah, I, I love two and three. One. No, she is. Uh, third one's kind of the misstep in the whole series, but it, the movie, the characters are very. They're not very likable, but there's some good yeah. effects and humor in it. But oh my god, there's a scene where. Amelia Kincaid performs fellatio on a gun and sucks all the bullets out. It, it is the hottest scene in movie history. Hands <laughs> down, the hottest thing I've ever seen in a movie ever, and that's including porn. Does she swallow or does she spit? She spits the bullets out. I figured Aww. as much. I'm just checking, but it'd be great if she swallowed them and they came out her butthole. <laughs> <laughs> With the lipstick. fireplace blowing up the house. We broke Johnny Crew. That's Johnny awesome. Crew. My bad. <laughs> no, you're there. No, but you just went down for a second. No, I mean, not like went down. Like, never mind. I'd watch that though. Please keep the camera on. Take a second. One of the one of my favorite shots in the movie too is when they do the whole mirror game, and then the mirror breaks, and then there's that shot of the broken mirror on the floor. But they managed to get the group shot of everybody in the broken pieces of the floor. Great oh, shot. I love that shot. That's yeah, that? it forever. No. Well, they, they, that was the thing is, is somebody had the idea of that and they were like, how the fuck do we do this? And they tried so many things, but the easiest solution was what they went with was they glued broken glass onto like a board and put it on the wall uh-huh. okay. and then took their picture. That was the whole thing. Okay. <laughs> Usually the simplest solution is the um, simplest solution. Great. <laughs> this is why I'm not a philosopher. Yeah, but does that uh, the, the fucking demon head is hilarious though the puppet demon head. Oh, I don't God, care. I love the puppet demon head. It has head. no body, but that's great. I don't mind. Even though Angela's in charge, clearly she's not the first one who got possessed, which I think Suzanne. is kind of an interesting choice. Well, because Suzanne probably would have just been ridiculous. Linnea <laughs> yeah. Quigley would have been ridiculous. I also enjoy that like she's shoplifting at the very beginning. 
you know, she's uh, 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 Linnea Quigley's bait wiggling her ass. The guys don't see that she's shoplifting everything in the goddamn store. But there's like 50 <laughs> other people in the store. I think I care. Kevin Timmy is in the store. Mm-hmm. He's walking around randomly in the background. I wouldn't know. But I'm just saying, Sorry. nobody blew the whistle because it's South Central and nobody cares. I get it. I get it. Well, it was the 80s, too. I mean, And she couldn't have been more conspicuous. She's the only person in a gigantic costume. <laughs> that ass is that hypnotic. Guys, I got to get going. It's been fun. Carry on. And everybody oh, we can love find you, me at www.screamqueens.com. And that's Queens with a Z. And I'm out. No, I, I adore Night of the Demons. I think, uh, I mean, Angela right here, up in there. Oh, I, yeah. uh, I, I adore this movie. It's one of those ones that I couldn't see in theaters. I was, when this came out, I was six. Yeah. <laughs> but I did see it at six on VHS, maybe seven, because I don't know if it was, because back then it was longer to get on VHS. But, um, I do, I did see it right away. <laughs> and I remember <laughs> thinking it was amazing. And, uh, in fact, one thing people don't know is there were a lot of cuts made to the eventual release that were in the VHS cut. Like there were a lot of like extra gore and things like that um, back then. And uh, I think they've been restored for the Scream Factory release recently. But uh, I, I give this five five hatchets. Uh, fuck, oh. I fucking love this movie. Like absolutely adore it. I'm absolutely with you on five hatchets. This it, it's one of my all time favorites. I've I can watch it anytime. I, I I'm just sad bored and I want to watch something and I don't know what to watch I can I put this on because <laughs> I don't get tired of it it does not get old I was probably I was well I wasn't allowed to see it in the theater because my mom told me I was too young when it came out but I was I was probably 13 14 the first time I saw it what about you Ben I'm gonna give it a five as well purely because I feel I'll get beaten by you and Misty if I give it anything <laughs> else <laughs> <Be honest>. <laughs> I want your honesty yeah, brother five <laughs> no no <laughs> Be you're allowed to have your own opinion. My own opinion is I don't want to be harmed. <laughs> you're you're the host. You're the co-host of the show. Oh, I know. <laughs> no, I'm gonna give it a four. A four? Why? Justify that decision. Uh, I know you guys think that is the ultimate Halloween movie, but for me, I have a couple of others way above this, so it gets a four. It's not worthy of my five for me. Hey, thank you for having me on the fucking show. Oh, God. Seriously, thank like, thank you for coming show. on our show. Awesome. We will get back to you after this quick break with Evil Dead 2, one of my all-time favorites. Okay, that's going to wrap this up for this episode. But hey, if you want to hear the rest of the Black Annis all-star Halloween special, by all means, go check it out because it is a great show. It's got Duncan from the podcast Under the Stairs. Episode and also uh, a pod, bleh, podcast under the stairs podcast. Hello, hello, good morning. And also uh, Jeffrey Martin from the Kiss the Goat podcast, and they're talking about Trick or Treat and Evil Dead too. So all kinds of fun there, and also with like sexy Scottish accents, just like ooh, ooh, so rugged, so so many brrrs and so many rolled R's and ooh, ooh, all the all those men in skirts. I don't know what I'm doing right now. So go do a search on that black. A-N-N-I-S, not the other way to spell it, you dirty pigs. I love you so much, but you're all dirty pigs. And I'll be putting a link in the show notes as well. Until next time, I have no idea when there's going to be another show. Like I said, I'm sorting through chaos. And when it all settles down, I'll be back. I keep saying that, but, you know, I'm not going away. Clearly, I'm still here. I'm still here. I'm not I'm not singing Sondheim on this show. 
I'm just not going to do it. And since I severely doubt I'm going to get another show out to you before the year ends, I have to take this opportunity to extend to you my warmest and fuzziest, cuddliest holiday wishes. No matter what you're celebrating, if you're celebrating, if you're not celebrating, just take the fucking hug anyway. Big squeeze and nothing but the best for you and your family and your loved ones. And you know what? What the fuck? Even for people you hate for 2016, it's going to be a crazy, crazy year. And maybe I'll be podcasting. Who knows? Who knows? So until next time, my beautiful, beautiful screamers, remember to please keep the world a creepier place and never forget. Fight or flight, survive the night. Just make it to the final reel, baby. Yeah, daddy's talking. Bye. I go hunting for witches. Some of the music for tonight's program has been provided by Mavio's Music Service. Check them out at music.mavio.com, bitches. <laughs>